You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, you're listening to Queen's Podcast. I'm Mike Field. And I'm Mike Butler from the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Katie and Nathan asked us to let you know that there's going to be some cursing in this episode. Yeah, motherfuckers. Dude, don't swear during the disclaimer. That defeats the whole purpose. Ah, sh- Oh, you're doing it again. So if you don't like cursing, you probably shouldn't listen. But you know what? We think this episode is going to be good, so you should keep going. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Nathan. Hey, Katie. How are you doing? Fan-fucking-tastic. My liver may feel a little bit different because I just got through with a week of partying. (laughs) You just got back from your birthday vacation. Yes, I did. And I am- Your social distancing birthday vacation out at the lake. And I am jealous- it was beautiful. We had the most fantastic scenery. It was like only one or two people. It's obviously isolated because it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it was just gorgeous the entire time. And we were right on the water. It was just a fabulous time. And you know what? I may have every morning had a cup of coffee with some peanut butter whiskey in it. So it was one of those kind of... There's nothing wrong with that. That sounds <laughs> that sounds magical. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm but, so jealous. Yeah, I, you've been working. Did not have that kind of week. I've just been working. Yeah, <laughs> working and staring at my staring at the walls in my house. It's been great. <laughs> Sounds fabulous. Uh, and researching uh, one of Castile and drinking because her story <laughs> is sad. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very sad. Um, <laughs> One of Castile. We wish we had better news. So today, what we're drinking is straight fucking tequila. (laughs) (laughs) That's our drink for this episode. Just fucking tequila. I'm drinking Merlot. Nice, nice. And yeah, you're just I, doing straight tequila. Anyway. No, no, I'm not. I'm not drinking straight tequila. My liver would hate me right now. I am drinking <laughs> wine as well. I'm actually drinking. It's called Line Thirty Nine. Um, so it's a Californian Cabernet, and it's actually pretty good. It's my first time of having it. And at HEB, they have um for you that don't know and don't live in Texas because we think the world revolves around us. Texas is the Kanye of states. Yes, it is. Said it before. Say it again. So H-E-B is like our grocery store. They have what they call primo picks, which is, you know, the manager's pick of the month or whatever. And so this was one of their primo picks of a Cabernet. And it actually is quite smooth, still oaky. So line 39, you're doing just fine. Oh, I love that. So line 39, <laughs> if you, or H-E-B, if you would like to sponsor Queen's Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are grasping at straws, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So before we get started, let's go ahead and do some shout outs. I think um, a lot of people will be happy to know we've changed the format of our shout, our Patreon shout outs. Um, 
And now we're just going to be reading off um, our newer and top tier supporters. It was a beautiful problem to have that there was too many of you guys to shout yes. out. We have 400 Patreon supporters. Yeah, that's a lot. So, I mean, yeah. but, I mean if, if any one of you Patreon supporters just wants a random shout out, just be like, hey, can you say my name? Yeah. <laughs> sure. And well, we will be, I mean, I mean, we will, not all 400 of you. Yeah, then, um, no, no, no. but but we'll be we'll we'll be uh, like Destiny's Child, and we'll say your name, say your name, say, say your name. name, say your name. <laughs> so the first one, the first queens that we're going to say their name are our Queen Mother supporters, who are just um, the supporters that came in and have given above our asking tiers: Aaron, Ashley, Charity, Delena, Emily, Jessica, Lizzie, and Madison. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And our new Empress and Consort supporters are Chelsea, Rachel, Emma, Gloria, Corey, Clarissa, Megan, Jessica, Lindsay, Mallory, Michaela, Jamila, Carrie, and Pam. And thanks thanks so much for your support. And thanks to all the Patreon supporters. And even if you don't just support us on social media, that's cool, too. Just thanks for listening. We're just happy that... You know, we have other people that want to talk about this shit with us. We're not just, <laughs> right? And we're not just boring our friends and family anymore. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so where did we leave off, Katie? We left off. Juana and her husband, Philip are, like, having a rocky time in their relationship. And Juana is starting to show signs of instability, um, like mental instability. And her husband is super exaggerating her instability to the public. But then Juana's brother, sister, and nephew all die. And now she is the heir apparent of her mother's lands of Castile. So on top of being constantly pregnant for like the last decade, which Which has made her really emotional. Yeah. (laughs) Which, surprise, surprise. Why why wouldn't it? (laughs) Philip is really starting to capitalize on... You know, the more that he plays the my wife is crazy card, the more power he's going to be able to grab for himself in Castile. So then her mom, Isabella, officially names Juana as her heir. And she's like, Juana, you and Philip need to come here to be recognized as heirs. And she was like, let me have this baby real quick. Yeah, because she's constantly pregnant. Yeah, and let me just pop this thing out and we'll head right over, Mom. (laughs) So Juana, you know, pops it out. And and, and, and by it, I mean a baby. Uh, (laughs) Takes a couple months to recover. Medical term. Medical term. Pops it out. (laughs) It may take a couple months or so to recover from doing that. And now we're on a road trip to Castile, so we're all caught up. So they hit the road to Castile. The year is 1502, and Juana is only 23. There is a boatload of drama on the way to Castile that we don't have, like, a whole lot of time to go into because I want to spend more time on Juana herself story. But it was basically, like, she decided, like, on their way to Castile, they made a stop in France, and she decided that she was better than the Queen of France and, like, snubbed her. And, like, everybody Ooh. thought she was a big snob. Ooh. And she kind of acted like a big snob. <laughs> but, Ooh. and then Philip, like, is kind of passive-aggressive to Juana while they're there because they've got this real healthy relationship going on. But anyway. Y'all trick, y'all. So once that's all done, they make it to Castile. And she's home, y'all. So 
she didn't really even know if she would ever see Castile ever again in her lifetime. So this was probably something that's like, oh my God, I've been waiting my whole life. Yeah. And her family was happy to see her, but Isabella like realized that she did not care for this Philip the Handsome guy. Yeah, you know what? Hard, hard same. Join the fucking club, girl. <laughs> Join the fucking club, Isabella. Because he, she realized, you know, oh, he's got this, like, he's got my daughter completely digmatized. Like, she is 100% mm-hmm. under his thumb. And I need her to be, like, a queen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like Juana was just like so desperate for Philip's yeah. love and attention that yeah. Philip ended up being able to abuse that and was able to be like, okay, well, I can use this against her and I can be the heir of Castile, not and Juana. And Isabella was like, no, 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 no. Juana is the heir of Castile. You're her consort. And Philip just could not. Oh, him and Isabella from day one, button heads. Like well, crazy. I mean, Isabella's a strong woman, and Philip is the fucking douche canoe. So he is such a douche canoe. Again, that is a contemporary term <laughs> from the 16th century Spain. Um, yeah, so, Isabella had like you know she had been really in love with her husband, and she had been really dedicated to her husband as well. But, like, don't get it twisted. At no point did Isabella actually give up any of her own power to satisfy Ferdinand. No, she just did, like, she would be, like, go out into the town square and be like, oh, Ferdinand, you get this beautiful, wonderful title. And then she'd go yeah, back Yeah, vanity home titles. Like, yeah, and then she'd go back home and be like, no, bitch, now scrub the floors, uh, clean the carpets, <laughs> and make sure Bow to... Bow down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Juana is officially recognized as the heir of Castile. This body of government called the Cortez actually had to give their approval, which was pretty much just a ceremonial thing. They were going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just this big symbolic thing that they did. <laughs> the official title is Princess of the Asturias, and Philip is her consort, but... <laughs> Philip very much took this as him being sworn in as the fucking heir. And his head just gets bigger and bigger Bloop. and bigger. Bloop. Bloop. <laughs> I like that sound, Katie. Very That's it getting bigger each time. <laughs> very good sound effects. And Isabella and Ferdinand's <laughs> distaste for Philip is also getting bigger <laughs> and bigger <Bloop>. and bigger. <laughs> so <Bloop>. they're, they're, <laughs> Side note. <laughs> So side note, um, though Aragon, which is Ferdinand's country, um, they didn't have any rule against there being a female ruler. They just weren't ready to um, name a female while Ferdinand could still very possibly have a son. Another yeah, son. they're like so, kind of holding um, out. They're just holding out, waiting for yeah. the time clock to yeah. run out. I, I yeah. don't know. Because Begadix. Yep. But whatever. Anyway, so they're, they crowned, crowned. they're crowned heirs. So pretty much right away, Philip is like, hey guys, it's really hot and humid at this place. I really don't know if I'm set out for this, you know, area. I'm going to head home. <laughs> and he yeah. really, he really had like zero interest in getting to know the people or the land, the customs. No, just, he was just there for the power and the titles. He didn't give a fuck about the people of Castile. He was just like, got my title, got this document signed. I gotta go. Bye. 
Yeah, and to yeah. make you want to hate this guy even more, Wano's like big and fucking pregnant. Yeah, she's like five months pregnant, I think. And back then, travel was so dangerous for pregnant women. Just it was dangerous for a normal person. Yeah, <laughs> you're extra vulnerable if you know it's it puts you and the child you're carrying in danger. And so she's like, "Hey, babe, why don't?" why don't you just hang back until I have your child and then we can all go together. And Philip is basically like, nah, nah, I'm good. I gotta go catch you later, babe, you know, and <laughs> fucks off back to Flanders. And that really hurt Juana's feelings. I mean, it should can you imagine. Yeah, of course it hurts her feelings. <laughs> right. It's so fucked up. But um, Isabella is like, no, this is okay. This is good. This is, I'm going to like give you a queen crash course while you're here without that dude like getting all in your head. So basically it's like Isabella's being like, hey, I'm going to undigmatize you. I'm going to undigmatize you. we're going to play Princess Diaries slash... I've never seen Princess Diaries. Does she get a crash course in queening? Basically, and I'm also thinking of the musical. Hello, Gavna. Why can't I think of this? My Fair Lady. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am ashamed. We're we're going to give you a My Fair Lady because the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plains. Yes, and undigmatize this woman. Hallelujah. So that's what happened. Um, So in March of 15... Oh, three. Isabella said it exactly like that. <laughs> you are on a historical roll here today, Nathan. <laughs> Undigmatize this woman in the name of yes. Jesus. She probably did. <laughs> probably. So, so anyway. <laughs> in March of 1503, Juana gives birth to a baby boy she named Ferdinand. Um, Philip probably wouldn't have liked this but <laughs> guess what sucker you ain't there he's not fucking there yeah <laughs> you, you don't get to say and want to name the baby if you're not there when i have the baby so bye <laughs> and isabel again is like okay you've got your heir and your spare you don't need philip anymore it was really common back then for like those dynastic royal marriages once you've had they have like four daughters and two sons or something like that. She's like, you have no need to like physically be with him anymore. You can just stay here and learn to run Castile. And you don't need that asshole anymore. And so Philip gets the idea, like he kind of gets wind of how Isabella is trying to um, like push him out of the picture. And he's really good at manipulating Juana. And so he starts writing her being like, Babe, I miss you. And then after a while, he's like, actually, your kids haven't seen you in a while. You're being a really bad mother. Ew. I know. What a dickwad. Right? And so she starts being like, okay, well, then I need to go home. Because, again, he's just got this. She's just so in love with him. And also he's making. He's making her feel like, I need you. I need you here. But really, he just doesn't want her to be in the control of her parents. So, fuck this guy. It clearly has nothing to do with the kids. Yeah, Um, and so Juana's like, 
Oh my God, mom, my husband needs me. My babies need me. Bitch, I gotta go. So it's really sad to kind of see that she was so desperate to have this feeling of need by her husband and family. But you also have to remember her upbringing. Her mother, father, siblings, everybody was always together. So Juana's like, my husband needs me. My babies need me. Bitch, I gotta go. So (laughs) it's really like kind of sad to see how desperate she was to feel like needed and wanted by her her husband and her family. But you also have to like put into play that this is how she was raised. This was her her family was so tight knit. Her mom, her dad and her siblings and her were always together. Yeah. But, and now her husband can't fucking stand her. And he's like complaining about how you don't love your children. And, and the children are being raised by her sister-in-law, Margaret. So, you know, this is just not, this is it's unfamiliar so, territory to her. It's just so sad to me that he knew how to manipulate her so well. Yeah. He knew um, her little he sweet did, spot. Yeah. He was like, I know that she, you know, she wants a sense of family so bad. And so maybe she's feeling that in Castile. I'm going to remind her of her family here to get her back here so she doesn't get the idea that she can rule Castile without me. This poor girl. This poor girl. And she's only 23 and constantly pregnant, you know? Yeah, so Juana's bags are packed and she's ready to go. She's standing there outside Joe Doe. She (laughs) hates it. Sorry. She's not leaving on a jet plane, bitch. (laughs) She she, doesn't she she probably could die on this trip. <laughs> yeah, and Isabella is like, sorry to play the queen card, but you're not fucking going anywhere. And, and sure, Isabella was like probably kind of trying to control her for a little bit. But honestly, I think Isabella's intentions were pure. And she had a re- legit reason to be like, hey, stay back here. Because like everybody in Europe, uh, Spain was at war with France. Um, Everybody's just, at war with France. Every, that's just what people did. <laughs> Everyone's always at war with France. And um, Philip's lands, Burgundy and Flanders, were like part of what we, you know, like the French holding the French territories. Yes. So her traveling through these lands just makes her an easy target to oh. get like kidnapped oh. and ransomed. You yes. Know? Uh, absolutely. And that was I mean, like a real possibility. That, yeah. You could make a, a hefty penny off of that. <laughs> yes. Juana did her a re- real mature thing that we're going to see her do a lot in this story. And she threw a fucking temper tantrum. And wow. they were All like right. already. Yeah. I mean, sh- same. I probably would have too. But there were already like whispers of her mental instability but everyone's like you know maybe that's rumors philip's just spreading none of us have seen this mental instability Uh. but now she's refusing to eat she's refusing to sleep she's like screaming and crying and the public the the public can see it now like yes it's like it's at court she's not yeah she's not doing it in her rooms like she's going um 
like on a couple of occasions it was like storming and she just went and stood out in the courtyard in the storming rain and wouldn't come in. And she's like, I'm just going to stand here until mom lets me go. Oh my God. I kind of feel that way right now. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like if it was stormy outside, I just want to like stay there and be like, my life sucks. Well, that's, it's the only, (laughs) it's the only card she had to play. Uh, Like if I get sick and catch like, my death of cold out here standing in the rain you're not going to have an air so you need to let me do what i'm going to do but it really just made her look like oh maybe maybe philip wasn't making all this shit up you know maybe she is crazy but honestly it's probably that she's just a little bit spoiled not crazy she may have had postpartum depression Mm -hmm. she her grandmother Isabella's mother we kind of spoke about in our first Isabella episode modern historians think that she had manic depression and so you know she might be bipolar or something as well so yeah like there's there's so much that could be going on but it's the 1500s so, so she's crazy like, oh, this bitch is unhinged yes and I just I just wish that she would have handled this differently. Maybe the rest of her life would have panned out differently, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that yeah. fun part of the story. But in the meantime, all of the court is seeing Juana and her wackadoodle behavior. And so finally, Isabella's is just like, fuck it. You could just, just go. Fuck it. Get out of here. <laughs> I said, get, get now. I said, get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Juana got gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She left. She left a little bit. I love. I love how Isabella is now a Southern Baptist woman. She really was. <laughs> Go yeah. get get on. You need Jesus. Yes. <laughs> get undigmatized. <laughs> so she. So Wana. So Wana left little baby Ferdinand in um, her parents' care, and she rushed home to her husband. Side note: I love how because I'm sure she was like. He was like, your kids need you. And she was like, well, I can't bring the baby with me. He's, He's like, I'll just travel. leave the baby. Fuck that baby. <laughs> just leave the baby. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bag of dicks. So, I know. <laughs> because he had written, so, uh, written like so many times begging her to return, she just assumed, you know, oh, he misses me, <laughs> as one would. Yeah. But when she got there, he was like, boning one of his mistresses now i'm uncertain i was kind of confused in the wording being like whenever she came home she found him with his mistress i'm like okay does that mean like he she found he had a mistress does that mean that she like walked in on them actually no we're going so we're going i don't know what we are doing days of our lives boning Gaze of our lives, straight up drama tea, like fucking boning. Like she walks in, drops okay. trow, and he is just like the so Queen's podcast. <laughs> Queen's podcast official story is she walks in on them doing the deed. And can you fucking right? imagine, like, bitch, how many <laughs> oh of your kids God. have I had? And I'm walking in here after all these damn letters, and you're eating out some hussy. <laughs> I would be. Pissed. She's like, I have. Well, she has literally traveled through a war zone, fought with her family, and ruined her reputation to get home to you, and you're here fucking around for everyone to see, like, not keeping it secret? Like, what the fuck, Philip? 
so she got, she got mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you don't say. <laughs> oh, she she just got mad. <laughs> I'd get mad and chop his dick off the rain of style. And the story's like very about what she did to lay mistress. There was an attack. She attacked her. Some people say she attacked her with some scissors. Some people say she just cut off all her hair with those scissors. Some people say that she cut off all her hair and stabbed her with those scissors. It's up for debate. But whatever it was, um, that poor mistress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't right. know what she She's was like... getting into. Anyway, it's really fucked up. So Philip is like, the moment she's back, he's just like, you're crazy, and locks her in her rooms. And then she does what she does. She <laughs> to eat. She refuses to sleep. She screams and cries and wails and just throws a huge temper tantrum. And so now it's like people at both of these courts are being like witness to her um, quote unquote instability. Yeah. Philip even writes to Ferdinand being like, y'all gave me a crazy wife. What the fuck? And I'm sure he left out everything that he did. (laughs) I'm sure he left out the mistress thing (laughs) and the gaslighting. (laughs) All of that just conveniently got written out. But a few months later after, you know, want to return, Isabella ended up dying in November of 1504. So now Juana is the Queen of Castile at the ripe old age of 25. And Isabella, this is very interesting, ended up adding a clause to her will at the very last moment that stated that Juana was definitely fucking the heir. But, and here comes the kicker, this is the wording here. If Juana was unable to rule or quote unquote did not like to rule, end quote, then Ferdinand could run Castile until Juana's son Charles was old enough. So there has been so much debate about what that meant. Like, was she was she disturbed by Juana's actions and was trying to give Ferdinand a way in for power? Mm-hmm. Did she did she think that her being the heir would cause strife in Juana's marriage? So giving Mm -hmm. Juana an out, I, some people even go as far to be like, she, she wanted to disinherit Juana altogether, but she couldn't now because it would be like egg on my face since she already had the Cortez approve her. I personally think that it was like, um, Isabella realized how important Juana's marriage was to her and how much strife her power over her husband already caused. And I believe she was giving Juana an out. Yeah, I I tend to think the same thing, but it is very interesting to think that she didn't want egg on her face to be like, yeah, maybe I didn't pick the right one. So I'm kind of writing in something at the very last moment to give everybody an escape. Let us know what y'all think. Email us, yeah. <laughs> queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, immediately her father and her husband, guess what, start duking it out for power. Um, Ferdinand writes to get them to come to Castile immediately so that they can, you know, start ruling. 
But really, he just wants her in proximity so he can start to control Wana. Philip forges Wana. Ferdinand's a bit of a douchebag, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Without his wife, he's... Yeah, like, Ferdinand is such an interesting character to me in history because it's like... um, when it came to, like, his wife, he was, besides the cheating stuff, like, he was very respectful, but, like, he didn't give a fuck about any other woman. You know, like, it's just, anyway, that's a nope. whole different, that's a whole different rabbit hole we don't need to go down. Continue. Uh, so, Philip forges Juana's signature and sends a letter that says, I don't want to rule anymore. I want Philip to do it for me. <laughs> so, this letter quote-unquote, written by Juana, uh, has been studied by historians and proven to be fake news. Um, Yeah, he just, just, like, faked her signature. Like, no one was gonna even question it. So Ferdinand has, ends up having these coins minted with images of him and Juana on it as King and Queen of Castile. So, naturally, with his fragile dick energy, Philip does the same thing (laughs) it's like oh i have to do this too Um, now and oh yeah oh my god (laughs) she was pregnant (laughs) again (laughs) again oh my god and she had babies so like yeah she has again (laughs) so she has to wait till she has the baby and she's healed before they can go. So it's about a year and a half after Isabella dies before they can actually leave for the lands that they now rule. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, you may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. That is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, And was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Yeah, so in 1506, the two headed to Castile in a boat, because that's what you do. I'm on a boat. Boom, boom, I'm uh, on a boat. It was the safer way. When they had gone ground before, that was not yeah, the safer Yeah, not good. Unless your ship goes off course, like theirs <laughs> did, and they, and they ended up in England. So they end up in England for like two months, and... This is probably the last happy part of the story because <laughs> this Juana is where we gets, need to start drinking straight tequila. <laughs> yes. Juana gets to spend uh, those two months with her sister, Catherine, who is Aww. kind of living in like this weird 
purgatory hellhole over (laughs) over in England. And yeah, so they, both of them were not living their best lives. So I'm so glad that they got, you know, at least this short time to like reconnect. Cause kind of like how we mentioned, like these Royal children that were sent off to like different parts of the world, didn't necessarily expect to ever see each other face to face again. So no, they didn't, especially for such a tight knit family. It was, I'm just so happy that they got that time to spend together before um, everything goes to shit. So finally, Wana et al, Wana and crew, Wana <laughs> and her gang, um, they all make it to Castile. Um, they arrive in April 1506, and Ferdinand has not only convinced the Cortez that Wana is mentally unstable and crazy, he's wiggled his way into officially being acknowledged as co-ruler, but... and also this asshole's remarried after promising Isabella that he wouldn't. Yeah. I know. Ferdinand is the worst. Was actually a really unpopular move, if you couldn't tell. He's a big old dickwad. Um, And the people of Castile were like, fuck you, dude. So when Juana arrived, the people were like, oh my god, thank Thank god you're here, Juana. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) And also surprised that she wasn't like she wasn't like as crazy as they thought she would. Yeah, be. they were I like, sh- we've been hearing rumors that, like, everybody was a little apprehensive when she was on her way. They were like, it turns out she's a lunatic, so nobody get too attached to her. But when she, she walked off out. the boat, when she walked off the boat and she wasn't foaming at the mouth, they were like, how delightful to like, see you. <laughs> and she's like nice and normal and everyone and like well spoken and smart. And they're like, oh, she actually has her shit together. I guess that was just all nasty rumors. Oh. Wait, she's not mad. Why did we hmm. agree to have her father be the co-ruler? Oh. Let's reevaluate this situation. Hmm. Um, so Ferdinand does not put up a fight when Philip promptly has Juana locked away upon arrival. Lock her up. Lock her up. (laughs) Philip like sees everybody being like, oh no, she's fine. And he's like, oh no, 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 no. They're never going to let me be the ruler if they see that she's fine. Um, I wouldn't want her to have any confidence in herself or anything. God, that's so horrible. Oh, I know. (laughs) So over the next year and a half, it's just Philip and Ferdinand fucking sword fighting with their fucking fragile dicks. And it's so fucking petty. It's pretty fucking petty. It's like a total waste of time to do any research on all this shit. Because it's like, anything you can do, I can do better. That's basically what they're doing. Um, So it was like, at first they agreed that Philip and Ferdinand would rule together because... Juana was crazy, yo. And Juana obviously wasn't consulted on this because guess what? Juana wasn't crazy, yo. And then (laughs) one or the other would like overstep their bounds and go just a little bit too far. And they just like fucking blow up. And in the end, each of these times, it just made Juana less and less and less powerful. So it just like, Less visible, you know, like people just forgot about her. And but they had to hide her from the public because, like, like we said, whenever the public saw her, they were like, She doesn't look 
crazy to me. And Philip's control of her is getting so bad. Like you'd think now that she's back in Spain, she'd have some autonomy, but no, he's but just her like dad's just as bad. <laughs> and her dad's just as bad. And um, that rhymes. And um, <laughs> like they took away her trusted ladies in waiting and replaced them with people that were going to like report back. And it was just, oh my God, this poor chick. Um, it just pisses like me off happy, so Katie. much. Yeah. I was about to... yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're happy <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. If people calling <laughs> this poor woman the mad, la loca. I mean, no, but it's... Just vulnerable, it's... and these two men that were supposed to be the two men in the world that loved her oh my and God. protected her. I the know. Most, her father and her husband both just treated her like such garbage. Like they would have meetings about like the ruling of Castile and like wouldn't even tell Juana it was going on or like they'd go weeks without even talking to Juana. And she just wanted a family. She just wanted a father and a husband that would love her. And uh, just like, it's just like she had, negative shit coming from her coming at her from both sides and oh i just i just wish that she would have never become queen her life i know right like it it was not her it just was not for her but for like all of this ill treatment of wana she still loved philip and was sleeping with him because guess what she's fucking pregnant I wonder if it's some kind of like Stockholm syndrome. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gotta be. Because she was like, she was so obsessively in love with him that it's like, and that's probably what that's what she knew from her mother and her father. Yeah, I yeah, but her mother, her father never treated her mother quite like this. You know, and it just because mom had more power than dad did, and dad was just bow down, bitches. Anyway, but. (laughs) Before the before the baby was born, dun, 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 Philip died. Oh no! Oh no! I'm so sad. This is my sad voice. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> That's no. Um, so they had been they- visited. Uh, they had visited a city in Castile for some like big ass party. And they say that he overindulged himself in food and drink. And he ended up catching a cold. <clears throat> Rona. And modern <laughs> historians think he actually caught typhoid fever. Which is the poop disease. And- Though the the gossip at the time was that he was poisoned by Ferdinand. <laughs> well, that I, seems... Uh, that I'm, I'm subscribing. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly don't think we should discount that theory. Because, like, bitch, maybe. He may have been. Um, yeah. People poisoned each other all the fucking time. Like, do you remember when we were covering, like, Lucrezia Borgia? And, like... Uh-huh how just poison was running rampant at the court of the Pope back then. This is the same time, you know, like either way it happened. It happened really fucking fast. And Juana was at Philip's bedside the entire fucking time, desperately trying to like 
nurse him back to health, not with her titty. Um, I don't know if it would have been like <laughs> any any fucking any sort of attentive thing would have helped him in, in the end. But again, and, but she like she him. was also people didn't understand like like disease back then, so yeah. she was big and pregnant, and people were like. Hey, maybe you shouldn't stay up all night and stress yourself out at the bedside of a super sick guy. And she mm-hmm. was just like, "Nope, like this is this is my ride or die. I am here for him." And she's like praying and like, "I hope I don't know. There's really no record. I hope he fucking appreciated that." But to no avail, Philip died at the age of 28. Um Juana is 26. She's big. She's pregnant. And she's just stunned. Uh. And she and she's so grief-stricken. She doesn't know what to do. Like she just I can I can like imagine that feeling of just like she doesn't have any advisors. All the advisors and shit were Phillips. So like no one's helping her. She's just, she's just like, what do I do? Like, ugh. Ugh. I feel so bad for her. But I know, me what, too. I know. What happened next is why, to this day, they still call her the Mad or Wana Laloka, though it's been wildly blown out of proportion. <laughs> that's, a, that's an understatement. What they say is that she refused to part from his body and that she took his body everywhere. And oh. like would prop it up and kiss it and talk oh, to it. Like it um, Hort- me- Hortense Mancini. Hortense Mancini's husband, except he actually did that and no one locked him up. Um, anyway, Wanda did not actually do that. Yes, knowing her personality and her, you know, temper tantrums and her fits of rage that she would go through, I'm sure her grief was next level. Yes. She's pregnant. She's, uh, so there's like the hormones going there. She's got all this pressure on her now. So I just can't, I, I feel like that all needs to be considered also. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I can't really blame her if she was acting really extra in this time of mourning. She did not tote his body around. She did not put it in a carriage and wrap her, her arm around him and kiss on it. Like that is all legend that was created to legitimize the men that would be real shitty to her for the next 45 years. Spoiler. Oh, bag of dicks. Everybody take a shot of tequila. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprise, taking a drink surprise. right now. Surprise, surprise. So Juana did end up holding a huge funeral possession possession procession mm-hmm. for him <laughs> oh lord they probably called her possessed so it was a little over the top but nothing out of the ordinary she wanted his body buried next to isabella's in granada um so she thought they'd make a huge parade of it so people across the country you know could pay their respects and say goodbye they usually do this sort of thing yeah, but, but it's not unheard of to like kind of it's kind of like the farewell tour of a beloved. No, it really is. That's why I was saying, like, you know, like carting the body around, doing a little funeral possession 
why do I keep saying possession? I don't know. (laughs) Procession. (laughs) But she really overshot Philip's popularity. Yeah, she really did. The story goes that she'd like often stop and open the coffin to kiss him, but (laughs) lies. Um, Yeah. The um the book I was reading, it's called Sister Queens. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. It's very on brand for our audience. It's a book about Juana and Catherine of Aragon. So y'all would love it. But the like guy who was officially hired by like the Spanish government to, you know, be like the chronicler for this um very sad parade. <laughs> never once even mentions anything about her opening a casket, the casket at all. Fake news, so it didn't happen. But halfway through this procession... Not um, procession. (laughs) She had to stop and give birth. Oh, like you do, just let me pop out another baby. So she had a daughter, her last child, um, that they named Catalina. And um, while she's recovering, she's in this city called Torquemada. The country of Castile kind of goes to shit oh yeah it was really bad timing yeah there was like a plague there was like civil unrest there was oh my god just sounds kind of relevant yeah plague (laughs) civil unrest everyone they were in a major uh recession and the economy sound familiar oh god and juana was trying to rule while she was just like sheltered in place but honestly oh god she just didn't have the clout or the experience. She tried really hard to like, because Philip had made like these promises to these people in the nobility that had been really unpopular. So she like canceled those out. She tried really hard to like build her own council. People weren't taking her seriously because of all the rumors. And she was trying to rework this shitty diplomacy, but. Yeah, she made it very clear. She made it very clear that she did want to be queen in her own right. She had the capacity to be capacity to be queen in her own right. She just didn't she should have t- taken those queen crash courses from her mother. She should have done the princess diaries with Isabella. Like it would have been okay. Life would have been better, but who amongst us haven't been at a final exam going, Oh, I should have studied. (laughs) So she goes to Ferdinand and Ferdinand has like no interest in helping her because you know what? The crazier, the more unfit she looks, (laughs) the better. Um, it's also and the more of- and the more the country falls into like this depression, and the more the plague kills people. He can blame it on her. Yeah, right? yes. he'd be like, "It's her fault." So yeah. it, it's probable that Ferdinand started the rumors that he was at Torquemada and Juana was sleeping with Philip's body. That's that's probably who started the rumors. To be like, "Oh, she's crazy. She's sleeping with her husband's dead body." Um, But she hadn't allowed his coffin to be buried yet. And there's no actual evidence that she was really doing anything weird. It wouldn't really be unheard of to have like royalty lay in state for a while until there were proper burial arrangements. Proper, I mean, it was a funeral for royalty is a long time. (laughs) It's not just like a day. Because she wants. 
it was very symbolic. Like she mm-hmm. wanted to get Philip's body buried next to her mother's body in Granada. Remember, like Granada was like such a big deal for Isabella to conquer. And yeah. um, so getting Philip's body buried next to her warrior queen mother's body was like being like, we're an important dynasty. Like I get why she wanted to do it, but like no one else really had, everyone else was just like, just bury the fucking body. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? But there was this council of dudes who were like convinced that Castile was going to shit because Juana was now the, you know, de facto ruler. And, and she they, had a vagina. Oh my God, vaginas. How, oh, we can't deal with those. They make babies shit. Um, and they were writing to Ferdinand at this time to be like, hey, Ferdinand, come back. And he's like, not about to rush to Castile because there's a fucking plague, bitch. Yeah. So it's the fucking Rona. So he waits for reports that the Rona is dying down. Yes. He's like, all right, you know, the viral load is low in the city. So I'm going (laughs) to return. Neil Dr. Fauci writes him to tell him the Rona is dying down. (laughs) And so since his return... You know, Yil Rona happened to die down at the same time. And in the people's eyes, they're like, it's Jesus. Yes. (laughs) God is saying that Ferdinand is better. Like, Ferdinand had never been popular in Castile, um, like, without the help of Isabella. But now, through this, like, manipulation, they're like, oh, yeah, he's not that bad. Right, and, but there was there were some people that saw through this and were like, "Oh, ye old Doctor Fauci leaned into your ear and told you to go in at the right time." Like, so totally. there were still some people that fucking hated Ferdinand. Let's get that right. But in July of fifteen oh seven, Juana and Ferdinand meet, and Juana's like super relieved, like, "Oh, gee, Dad, I'm so happy you're here. You're here to help me." And Ferdinand's like. <laughs> Yeah, um, about that. About that help, mm. quote unquote, help thing. Oh, you should maybe like sign on this dotted line and say that, you know, I'm the ruler now. And she's like, <laughs> no. Castile no. <laughs> is my land. I thought you were just here to act as an advisor. And he's like, no. No, He's like, no, you misunderstood the contract. You (laughs) sign over Castile to me or I'm just going to fucking forge your signature, bitch. And just get everything on the documents that are needed. And everyone thinks you're crazy anyway. So who are they going to believe? This fucking guy. Fragile dick energy. Oh, I hate Ferdinand now. Like, ugh. But Juana did try to fight this, but the damage was done. Ferdinand had already had his quote unquote crazy daughter confined to the castle of Tordesilla. That he had her, he escorted her to the castle of Tordesilla in 1510. She lives until 1555. She she never leaves Tordesilla again. I know. 
This is awful. I know. That's like 45 years. Yeah, 45 fucking years. And it's not, and it's really not, you know, we've discussed in this series and in some other episodes, we've discussed women that have gone through times of isolation. This was not like Joanna of Navarre, where she was like living it up, but it also wasn't um Ijenborg of Denmark either yeah. where she was like in a cell but it was it was enough to make someone who was already mentally um compromised like probably had like, extra like, just extra compromised yeah it was just oh god this so the rest of this episode is really sad. Yes, if you have it, if you, if, uh, please be aware. So everybody, of a trigger you know warning. Hey, everybody! This is a good time to take a drink. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, the reasoning for locking her away was because she was crazy. She's just so crazy. But it was really, if the people saw and knew that she was actually fucking sane and emotionally stable, that Ferdinand would just look like the power-hungry douchebag that he really was from the beginning. And like like we said earlier, modern historians and modern um, people in like psychology and psychiatry believe that she, probably today, may have been... Um, may have been called bipolar diagnosed with manic depression or like severe, severe um, postpartum depression. But that would have never been enough to take a crown away from a male ruler because um, we talked about Charles the sixth of France Mm -hmm. in our Isabeau of Bavaria episodes. Like he did not know who he was. And uh, no one is. ever, no one ever tried to like lock him up, you know? Henry, Henry the sixth of England. Yeah. We haven't really talked about him. Oh, I guess we talked about him a little bit in little. the Jaquetta of Luxembourg and the Elizabeth Woodville episodes. But yeah, he was so not sane in he, by well, any that, stretch. He was Charles the sixth grandson so they were same yeah but both of them were absolutely like did not would go through like long periods of being like catatonic and no one at any point was like nope they need to be locked away for their safety and one of castile throws a couple of temper tantrums and everyone's like no lock her up Lock her. Oh, up. It just makes Lock me so up. mad. I need another. Uh-huh. I need another so uh, everybody, cheers to tequila one more time. Woo! Ugh. So let's talk about Tortesia and Juana's early years there. Ye old dusty castle. There are a lot of similarities. There's so many similarities with her and her grandmother, um, Isabel of Castile's mom, who we've talked about, like. She was sent away to yield Dusty Castle with Isabella. And the only person that Juana was sent away with to yield Dusty Castle was her daughter, Catalina. And yeah, over the next decade, Catalina becomes Juana's sole purpose in life. And honestly, 
I am so happy she had her daughter there with yeah, her. Yeah, she would have gone because... nuts, though. Like, I would have. Ferdinand didn't provide any money for tutors for Catalina because, again, if a tutor came and saw Juana and saw that Juana was like not like Normal. foaming at the mouth, crawling up the walls, they'd be like, mm-hmm. um, so she seems fine to me. But I'm also kind of happy for that because that gave Juana a task for the next decade and some change. She was going to be her daughter's tutor, teacher, you know, she, she had a thing to do. And I just think, I just thank her lucky stars for that. You know what I mean? So she taught her daughter languages, religion, history, how to not get sent away by your husband. (laughs) Yeah, right. Eventually, uh, Philip's body was also sent to Tordesilla, where it would be housed in the convent there. Yeah. So... How? And of course, Everett, the rumors were that she went and visited it every day. And I was like, I mean, I'm sure she went and paid respects to it like anybody. I mean, that's a normal thing. People going to like. Yeah, no, they one. do that all the time. That's not. She wasn't popping open the coffin and dragging around the body with her like the rumors were saying. Yeah. So she in Tordesilla, she was not treated the best because Ferdinand obviously was not concerned at all with that. Um, his main objective was to make sure that she was like out of sight, out of mind. Um, make sure that these rumors about her get substantiated. Um, right. Nothing was ever written by Juana's hand that survives to this day. Um he did put Juana's guardianship in the care of one of his homeboys, which is yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's sad that once she realized that she was there for good, her behavior was like, you know, what we can expect. She didn't eat. She didn't sleep. She threw tantrums. Mm. Da, 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 da. But this, it just, the dude that was in charge of her, this guy named Furrer. I don't know how you say this. F-E-R-R-E-R. It's a lot Fuhrer. of words. It sounds like Fuhrer. Fuhrer. But, um, but anyway, this dude was a hard ass and he treated mm-hmm. her like shit. Surprise. And it's even possible he physically beat her. We don't know for sure, uh. but, but he may have physically beat her and he was in charge of her for about like six or seven years and blah, 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 Ferdinand yeah. ended up dying six years later and his heir was his grandson, Charles. And Charles was only 17 and had been raised in the Netherlands and didn't know anything about anything, especially his mother. Yeah, um, he like the last time he had seen Juana was when he was like, Five, maybe four. So all he knew were the stories about her being crazy and dragging his dead dad's body around. Like, that's all he knew. So Charles heads to Spain and he, like, claims his land. And guess what? Not super popular because he doesn't speak Spanish, doesn't dress Spanish, doesn't act Spanish. Also, do you remember... Um, earlier in the story, Juana had baby Ferdinand. 
and mm. left him in Spain when she went back to Flanders. So she's got a Spain that ba- baby. That baby has been in Spain this whole time. So yeah, all of Spain is like, why do we want this foreigner? They wanted the other son to take his place. Yeah. yeah. But so, anyway, that would have started a whole war. So luckily the other son did not pursue it. Yeah, but Charles ends up... He's never come to Spain before. Now he like wants to come here and rule Aragon and Castile. And people are like, so what's what? that crazy wanna girl what's up, to? up to? Is she really all that crazy? <laughs> I don't think uh, so. Well, and a lot of people were like, okay, but can Ferdinand actually name an heir when his actual, like when the queen on is the, the book, heir. The queen is still alive. <laughs> like, yeah. can you really do that? Yeah. So Charles and his sister Eleanor go visit Juana. She has not seen Charles or Eleanor since they were children. Like, oh, I want to, wow. I think Eleanor was two years older than Charles. So I think they were like either like eight and six or six and four, something like that, the last time she saw these two. And so I can only imagine what her children are expecting because like you said earlier, they've just been told your mother is this lunatic that has to be locked away for her own good. But so imagine their probably like trepidation of like, what is this going to be like? But then imagine her excitement. Yeah. Two of her babies are coming to see her. Yeah, she's going bananas, B A N A N A S. And like, also, no one had told her that Ferdinand was dead. And it was like, oh my God, this is your moment to shine, baby girl. So she I guess- thought her kids were just coming to see her just because. And <sighs> so, uh, yeah. And I don't think they get there. And I don't think Charles, I don't think anybody tells her that Ferdinand is dead because Charles wants her to think, oh, the reason you're still being locked up is because of grandpa. Sorry, I can't do anything about that. So how are you? Mm, How convenient. The whole reason he's there is um, he's got like paperwork. Juana needs to sign off on him being co-ruler with her. And cold so, ruler, cold ruler, cold ruler. Yes, <laughs> I could. It didn't determine how long they stayed. Maybe they stayed a couple days. Maybe they stayed a couple weeks. I don't know. But eventually, they did get wanted to sign this paperwork, being like, "Okay, when Ferdinand does die, Juana signing off on Charles being her co-ruler." And it's just so sad that she's being manipulated again by a third generation of men in her life. Surprise! And so she signs it. She's so happy that her babies are there to see her. And Charles, Charles and Eleanor did go on to like visit their mother like once a year or so. Um, and after, for the rest of her after, life. yeah, and Eleanor, after seeing ye old dusty castle situation, yeah, but she did convince Charles, hey, maybe we need to bring in some bamboo plants, maybe <laughs> we need to burn some incense, maybe <laughs> we need to change some the feng shui. Feng shui. 
so they she did get to redecorate the place so that's kind of nice they gave her they gave her some new ladies in waiting too so yeah. that's also a little bit nice they got rid of her guards who weren't like super nice to her ready to greet her and they just judged up the place they just it like, was yield dusty castle and now it's Yield slightly less dusty castle now with tapestries. Amen. Preach. <laughs> that, was, that was nice of Eleanor. Eleanor, by the way, does go on to become both Queen of Portugal and Queen of France. Look at that karma. Look at that yeah. karma. But also, I just like I just wonder if it weighed on the conscience of their of her children that it's like the whole reason she's been locked up is because she's like stark raving mad and like a danger to herself. And for them to see her and just be like, like, I'm just imagining the conversation in the carriage when they're leaving being like, she wasn't that crazy. She is lucid as fuck. Ah, shit. What are we doing? And how they like, (laughs) we don't know. There's no, like how they reconciled that amongst themselves. Um, It's, it's a whole it's a rabbit hole that we could go down some other time yeah so charles was like hey let's take you know my sister catalina out of this fucking hellhole and get her to court juana quickly responded with a fucking temper tantrum as she does as she does but i mean that's the only thing she had in her life was her daughter you know and she just wanted catalina to stay so bless her heart well bless her heart because catalina stays like they end up she throws such a big temper tantrum that Catalina's like, "No, I'll just, I'll just stay. <laughs> just don't, just don't, oh, don't. okay, mom, I'm I'm staying home. Okay. okay. So Charles put a new guy in charge of her, and this minor noble's named Dania and his wife. Mm-hmm. And they were fiercely loyal to Charles. Like they were gonna keep her sanity safe under wraps, and um. Things, even though, like, on the surface, things got better for Juana because her house was nicer. And she got nicer ladies in waiting. And they got better food. But, like, her restrictions on movement got much stricter. And they, like, you know, they wouldn't let her go to mass every day. They, like, let her go to mass, like, twice a week or whatever. And they didn't let her walk around the courtyards like she used to, which all sounds like Ugh. small potatoes to us. But if the only time you got to leave your room was to go to mass and to walk around the courtyard, when those mm-hmm. things disappear, blah, like, ugh, you know, might bam. go crazy. Yeah. So there, there survives a letter from Denia who wrote uh, to Charles where Juana asked to write a letter to Ferdinand. And she wanted to write this letter to Ferdinand to beg for her release because she's so miserable and she's like treated like shit. And she was paranoid that the nuns were going to like plot to poison her. And she just wanted to come back to court. And she didn't say anything about trying to like take power. She just wanted to be a part of society. Like so bad. And that's so sad for so many reasons. One, she wants to write a letter to her father who everybody in the world knows is dead besides her. Ah. Uh. And two, like, she's so miserable and she doesn't want power. And, she but just she's lucid. Wants a life. Yes. But she's lucid. Like, she can, Ugh. she's writing cognitive letters. Like, what the yeah. fuck? And Denya, like, 
writes Charles being like, hey, this is what your mom is asking for. I think she'd, quote unquote, benefit from the rack. It's it's not boobies. It's not like a it's not like, ooh, plant your face in a rack. rack it's not like mm, no, this is not The rack boobies. was a torture device. Yeah. And it was not boobies. It was a torture device. Yeah. Um that we will not tell you what it does because sad. But luckily Charles Charles said no rack, just keep doing what you're doing, but like just keep swimming, just keep so, swimming. So cool. no (laughs) yeah uh neither um this i just thought this was so bananas the bad treatment was like so harsh that like juana or catalina if they were sick they could not see a doctor like there was one time that catalina was like they thought she might be dying. And it wasn't until like the fifth day of her illness that they allowed a doctor to come see her. But then like, you know, made Juana like go in the other room. Cause the whole thing was like, well, if they, if a doctor saw Juana, they'd be able to be like, my oh. professional advice is that she is sane. And <laughs> I uh, keep her shielded I, from the light because they might find out that she's actually a normal person. Yes. Oh, poor darling. This is just so sad. I just so need to take another sad. drink. <laughs> yeah. This is depressing as fuck. It's, we warned you at the beginning. Sad things. So, word got out that Juana was being treated like shit by her jailers. And the people of Castile weren't, like, really all that into Charles. So, they were like... We're going to go see the queen for ourselves. And this angry mob made their way to Tordesilla. So, of course, the mob didn't, like, physically see her. But they sent, like, a delegate with a message. And that message was basically like, Hey, we think you're not crazy. And we think Charles is just saying, like, You are. So, he can just have all this power. Just maybe like your dad did. And this was the first time that she's hearing that Ferdinand's dead. She's, she's like, like, oh my god. Well, it's just, oh, another trauma. How much, tra- like, oh my god, this poor woman. And so I guess she's just like, wait, dad's dead? What? And so she's presented with these documents that she could have signed to literally free herself. This paperwork would have gave her, like... They would have, it, the paperwork basically said, when you signed over power to Ferdinand and Charles, you were in duress. And so that, therefore, uh, it's not void and you can rule on your own. Okay. And so what did she do? Absolutely nothing. nothing. For like for, weeks. For she about six this. weeks. She was just she, like, I need to pray on this. And then I just imagine her sitting in her room, like flipping coins. I don't know. Like, we don't know. So Charles sends his own dudes to like talk some sense into her and present her with paperwork. That's like, these mobs are fucking traitors. And so in the end, she ended up siding with Charles, which it makes me me think of. Yeah. Like in game of Thrones, you know, whenever um, Theon is Reek and yes. like 
his sister tries to come, rushes in and tries to save him and he decides to stay and he's like, I'm not Theon, I'm Reek. And she's just like, what the fuck, dude? That Stockholm the entire syndrome. time. Stockholm yeah. syndrome. Or just like, I'm comfortable being a prisoner. I've been beaten. I've been starved. I've been like, I don't, I can't, I can't, eat. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I cannot dive into what was going on in her mind at that time, but it just makes me so sad. For yeah. Her. I think yeah. she was trying to show a sense of loyalty, you know, and give him some leniency, but she was hella wrong. Yeah. And she never left the walls of ye old, slightly spruced up castle with tapestries. <laughs> Um, that was the last attempt to free her. Yeah. After that, physically and mentally, her health just like, that's a crash and burn if you couldn't get my... Her children (laughs) did come to visit her from time to time, like Easter and Christmas, and like brought the grandkids. So she did get to see her family a little bit. And like, but that also makes me wonder, like, people weren't like, like, I wonder if it was like secret that she got to see them. Cause wouldn't the people of Castile be like, oh, wait, if she's so crazy, why are you bringing your kids to see her? I don't know. Like, it's all under the table. And anyway, eventually her daughter, Catalina, her only constant in this entire time of imprisonment had to leave. She had to, she had to go be married. Like it's you, you had, she had to know it was coming, but I'm yeah, sure it was she reached blow. the ripe old age of age of marriage, which I don't, I, I haven't looked it up. I'm sure it was like 15 or 16. Yeah. Or something, something, something creepy as fuck, but that must've been really hard for Catalina at the time. I'm sure she was like desperate to see the world and, you know, what else her mom and Meet a for? boy. She, I, I'm sure she has never met a boy before. Yeah, right. Catalina might be an interesting um, person to do maybe a Patreon episode because I don't think there's enough necessarily um, a whole lot that she did for her own episodes. So when Catalina left, Juana went out to the yard to watch her leave and Juana stood there in the same spot where she said goodbye to Catalina for 24 hours. I'm not crying, you're crying. Shut your mouth. Oh, 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 poor (sighs) baby. Hashtag poor baby Juana. So Catalina did write to Charles to be like, hey, you know what? Mom's being treated like absolute shite by your dude and, you know, his wife, right? And Charles was like, okay, thank you. We really We appreciate your feedback and we will talk to you later. management. (laughs) (laughs) So Juana did more to join the court. She, She didn't want to just rule. She wanted to have a life, but Charles knew that if she was seen in public, not to be this like crazy bitch that everybody said that she was, he'd look like he'd be imprisoning his own mother under false pretenses. So, because he had been, I know by the end of her life, 
She couldn't speak on her own. She couldn't feed herself. She couldn't bathe herself. But it's because like no one. Had <laughs> I couldn't been either. <laughs> talking. No one had been talking to her. No one had like she had no. Like her cognitive abilities were just like out the window. You know, uh. it's just. And I'm just so incredibly sad. This research made me drink so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad. Wanna, glad. Yeah, wanna <laughs> eventually passed away on Good Friday in 1555. How ironic. She was, she was 75. Yeah. Old. That is like ancient for 16th century fucking yes. Europe. Like, after her death, her body and that of Phillips were finally taken to Granada and buried together alongside her parents, like, wanna fucking wanted when yeah. she tried to bring Phillips' body to Granada. It's like, it's like Charles went, oh, we should bury them at Granada by my parents so we and can, Juana's you like know, show a dynasty. Grave. Like what a great idea grave. I just created. Uh, taint anyway philip or um i'm sorry charles only outlived juana by like two years and i hope those last two years were like completely full of guilt because it should have been because he was a taint stain on the butt of humanity so juana's legacy (laughs) she has gone down in history as the mad or la loca but in the last 100 years or so, modern historians have taken a second look at her more seriously. Yeah, I mean, and... was she was she emotional? Yes. yes. Did yeah. she have postpartum depression? Yes. yes. Did she have a husband who didn't love her as much as she loved him? Yes. yes. Like there's so many of these things that could She was possibly bipolar. To... She yes. was possibly like we're not saying she didn't have any kind of mental disorder, but she wasn't this like this person that's gone down in history that like kisses her dead, like props up her husband and like kisses her his dead body and stuff like that, you know, like Yeah, and her family legacy was huge. Huge. Like, both of her sons were like Holy Roman Emperors. Her daughters were queens of Portugal, France, Denmark, Hungary. Oh my. I mean her like descendants seriously. just like are her descendants are just like all over through like the European history of monarchs, you know? So let's raise a glass or 500 um, because she deserves it. <laughs> she deserves so many glasses. Pour 700 glasses out for my homie, Wana. We love you, Wana. We love your passion. And girl, we're so glad you're getting a revival. so this is our um this is our last episode before our summer break every year we take um july and august off uh we'll still be doing the patreon episodes so if you're interested in some lighter fare please join us there um either way we'll be back for more fun and fabulous fierce content in the next couple of months we love you guys love you guys cheers bitches hello everyone's takuyi here and i'm gabby 
And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.